Welcome to episode 13 of Do You Wet Shave Your Balls, the podcast that gets men talking. My name is Matt and I'm with Bodge, Thomas and Sam on this one and you're going to hear all of this. The lights are low, the candles are lit. I've got that look in my eye. <laughs> I think it's the first time I've ever done that cry where it's just like... <laughs> and also you're supposed to turn up looking ugly, aren't you? That's easy for you, isn't it? <laughs> this week we're talking relationships. We're going to be talking about relationships tonight. That's where we're going to go. Quickly, let's talk about Thomas's relationship with his balls. We like to keep everyone updated when someone changes their habits, because obviously we like to establish whether we wet shave our balls and our male grooming procedures. Thomas, yours has recently changed, and you texted me about this the other day. Yeah, so I've recently discovered something which, do you know what? I think it might change your life for the better. Have a shower. You're nice and clean. Put your deodorant on your armpits mm. and then spray your Gucci balls with it. Have you ever tried it? And would you be open to it? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it and I would be open to it. So I think I was hot. It, You're talking uh, aerosols. Yeah. Part. Deodorant, psh, psh, arm, psh, psh, arm, psh, psh, balls. And it's wonderful. Because sometimes where you're a little bit chafy down there. After a shower, uh-huh. spray a little bit of deodorant on there, and you're ready to go for the day. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I just done it one day. I was like, I'm never going to not do this again, ever. It's, I use a roll-on under your balls. No, I don't. Don't do it on my oh, balls. Right. Yeah, I use a roll-on under my arms. <laughs> I <laughs> what you meant. You used a roll-on then, and you're on your <laughs> goose. Just roll my goose. <laughs> yeah, this is wow. It's all coming out tonight. <laughs> No, I use a roll-on under my arms. I'm just saying that might not work as well on the ball area. Same principle. I have to use that proper heavy-duty deodorant. What is it called? Perspirex. Yeah, it is Perspirex or whatever, yeah. So if I used it down there, it might just dry everything up. Yeah, don't use that. Yeah. Just try it. Just get a little bit of deodorant. What's the benefit? Is it because it 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 cools you down? It cools you down a bit and it just feels a bit... It it just dries it up a bit and it just freshens you. Well, you should use talcum powder. Well, I thought I was, that, but then I thought I haven't no. got talcum powder. It's not. But I've I, never. I have that's got also a very nineteen eighties way of going about well, your daily bet, ablutions, isn't it? All I'm saying is homework before the next podcast. Spray some on there, because if you think your your arms like collapse down, and then so do your legs. It's the same kind of design as an armpit, yeah. right? And it gets a bit I sweaty think down the there. balls should come out a little bit and then hang down. Because they hang directly down, they sort of get trapped. You're right in the in mm. between the two legs. I'll be an inconvenience, so. No, but if there was like a little shelf there where they came out a bit, <laughs> <laughs> and then down, like an elf on they, the shelf, yeah, <laughs> and then they would, and then they would dangle away from the legs. That would sort yeah. of like be better design. design yeah. yeah, you would have thought. You know, when we turned from fish and then started walking on mm. the land, if you believe in the theory of evolution. Mm. You've managed to go from a fish to a walking human who can like drive a car and shit like that. You would have thought the very least they could have done is, is introduce shelf. a ball shelf. A ball shelf, yeah. 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 Two lens tonight then. One ball shelf to spray them with deodorant. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Yeah. Your homework for the next podcast, spray them, come back, tell me how you feel. Or grow a ball shelf. Or grow a ball <laughs> shelf. <laughs> but the rule is no foreign bodies in the bell end. <laughs> in, the in the hole in the of hole. the bell end. Yeah. yeah. The- urethra. <laughs> Is that urethra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the urethra, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's the, op- the urethra opening. So, okay, but, so you're spraying your downstairs area. What happens if you get some spray in your urethra? I don't get it in because I stand up, pull penis up, and just go, like, r- reach around underneath myself and go... Oh, right. Oh, right. Like I'll tell you what that's called if you do get a bit of deodorant inside 
the pee hole though. Yeah. Links Spafrica. <laughs> <laughs> right then, relationships. Let's go for it. We've done dating, we've done well, we've sort of touched on relationships, I guess, over this, but we've never really delved into it. Let's start with first relationships. Are we talking just like when you had like a girlfriend in school or like your first serious relationship? Because they're two very different things. Mm. I don't think girlfriends in school count. Do not like primary school when you're like, oh, I'm going out with thingy from class six. That doesn't really count as a relationship, does it? I remember starting lunchtime where I was going out with one girl and then by the end of lunchtime, I dumped her and was going out with another one. Absolute player, yeah. Absolute Lothario. Yeah, that was the age of about 10. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I struggled to get a girlfriend at school, actually, which you'll be amazed to hear. No. Yeah, because I wasn't unpopular. I wasn't popular either. I was like in the middle grade. In the middle. Girls didn't seem to want to go anywhere near me at school. Obviously, that changed as I got older. <laughs> now girls want you. <laughs> men want to be you. <laughs> but yes, I don't think I even had. I asked some girls out. In fact, I asked Sarah Davies. I think I've mentioned her on the podcast before. I asked her out at school once. She said she'd get back to me after lunch break. I've never chased her up on that. So <laughs> I could be going out with her, for all I know. I have a lot of, she could have taken the longest lunch break ever. She's like, I don't want to ever give that guy a thing. So she just sat constantly eating lunch for the rest of her life. She's still having a ham sandwich somewhere. <laughs> Making it last. (laughs) As soon as I get through this, I've got to go and see that creep again. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think I had any girlfriend at school or anything. See, I think I had a few few in primary school. And then I think I was pretty much in back-to-back relationships, really, since, like, yeah, eight in school. Like, I had a girlfriend in school. And then I had a girlfriend from school through uni. And then I had a girlfriend from uni. And now I've got a girlfriend that I'm at work. I keep going out with people that I work with. You're an but HR yeah, nightmare, right? I am, yeah. I'm a walking HR nightmare. But I think I'm just clingy. I've been out with a few people I work with. I had a habit of going out with journalists. Sam, watch yourself. Yeah, well, I've often looked at Sam in, in the same way, but yeah. I, I went... thought there were a lot of posters of Trevor McDonald around you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Trevor McDonald. Did you know that Trevor McDonald has an encyclopedic knowledge of poetry? Does he? Yeah. Have and you got just... an encyclopedic knowledge of Trevor McDonald? No, I just know a little bit oh. about him because I do actually genuinely like Trevor McDonald. Yeah. I think he's an absolute boss and he can recite poetry just at the drop of a hat. There was a book once of like... Trevor McDonald's 101 poems, and I believe, unless it's a rumour that I've made <laughs> Is that right? He recited them all, yeah. There's a book of Trevor McDonald's 101 poems. Favourite, 101 favourite poems. Sam, look, Sam, look it up on Amazon. I've I'm, got I'm it. Good. So if you, you have it. I've got it, yeah. I know it's real. It might not be 101, but it's definitely a, a selection of poetry by chosen by Trevor McDonald. So if you just bump into Trevor McDonald, you, can you just give him the start of a poem and he'll finish it? Potentially, yeah. If you have got that book, it's probably worth something because it's not coming up on Amazon. It's probably super rare. Oh, or super made up. Yeah, Trevor McDonald, the newsreader, poetry. Hang on a second. Trevor McDonald's favourite poems <laughs> on Amazon. There he is. There he is. Yeah, there Trevor McDonald's favourite poems. £2.99. £2.96, actually. That's an absolute bargain. <laughs> so, yeah, so I went out with a couple of journalists and then I, I don't know why I did, but journalists were hard work, actually. And like, I know, Sam, you are a journalist. I think yeah. you like the news voices you were having sex with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this just did. <laughs> My life was a relationshipless, barren desert until I hit the heady hormonal heights of year 10. And then it was full on. Wall to wall, back to back almost. 
pretty much from the age of about 15 to 25. I would done the same as you, where it was kind of pretty much back to back two, three, four years, stuff like that. When you have a break, you've lost all that experience in life and how to pull someone. Yeah, oh yeah. So when you're single, you're like, I don't know what I do. Well, the world moves on as well. Yeah. Like I remember when I became single again and actually stayed single for, for a while, like, no relationship, Tinder appeared on the scene. Yeah, it's like a whole new way of not getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was too. It's honestly. like faster rejection is all it is. Yeah, it's true. I remember mm. I, I had a relationship in middle school that lasted for years. Like, this was my, one of my first ones. And I tried to break up with her and she went to the science teacher and told on me and the science teacher made us get back together again. It's like an arranged marriage. I No, I was forced <laughs> back together with her. Are you still we, together now? No, we're not anymore. Bianca, I think she's happily married now and stuff. But <laughs> yeah, no, I finally got out of that relationship after the, Mrs. Simpson, the science teacher, finally allowed me to leave it, which is good. <laughs> did you have some chemistry? Oh, nice. <laughs> did you say she was a science teacher? Yeah, did, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know, it worked, yeah, it worked. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for the laugh. I'm proud of you. Like you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> They're very different, though, the relationships that you have, particularly in secondary school. Because you take it so seriously and you think it's like be all and end all and you do all these like really kind of naff romantic gestures and you genuinely do believe at the age of 15 that you have found the one only to break up with her like two months later. You know, when you talk about those naff things that you do, did anyone make a mixtape for a girlfriend? I think I did, yeah, but it wasn't at school, it was junior university. What was on it? So my partner at the time moved to France. Did you have like Eiffel 65? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I just like done like a thing of just songs and then done like a little message in between each of them and put them on USB stick. Oh my God. You did I messages. really, yeah. I really <laughs> want to hear the messages. Are you telling me there's a USB stick floating around with romantic songs with small romantic excerpts of you in between yeah, somewhere? There is somewhere, yeah. Who's got that again? Which girlfriend? I can't that? remember her name. Emily Frances, is it? No. Emily? No. That's the one. It is, yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we need to To be honest, I'm probably on my hard drive somewhere. Well, give us an example now. Matt Player song. Oh, you can't. It's a podcast. There'll be like licensing rights. Okay, imagine I'm the last bit of the song. I'm going to be Justin Bieber. <laughs> baby, baby, baby. Woo. I would have said, hey, babes, that song reminds me of when we went to the beach that time and got ice cream. Here's another one for you that reminds me of when we went on holiday and then played another song. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't good. No, it's it's actually yeah, unbelievable to think that you were a paid up radio DJ at one time. Yeah, I think I was at the time as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I didn't realise you'd made a little radio show. Yeah. It's quite cute, actually. It's really cute. She probably chucked us yeah. straight in the bin. She broke up quite soon after that, to be fair. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I know I made mixtapes back in the day. Yeah. But it was just songs I never recorded myself in. And then I did have a seduction CD as well. Oh, yeah. what was on it? Well, I actually ordered it from America and it was, it was a Montel Jordan double album because I looked up on the internet, what's the best album for having sweet, sweet love to? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, and that was probably the Google search. And it came back as Montel Jordan and you couldn't get it in the UK. So I ordered the album from America. Powerful stuff, banned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too powerful. <laughs> Too potent. That's what I put, I put it on and my girlfriend was instantly pregnant, you know. <laughs> there I remember one of the songs is Let's Get It On Tonight. And I remember I got my girlfriend to come round and... I put that on. My mum and dad were away for the weekend, taking my sister to a badminton tournament, I think. And so I had the, run, the opportunity. Run of yeah. the house, yeah. 
put a note on the door saying, just come in. Just come, <laughs> just, just come in. Just come in. Just come in. Right. Just come in. No. And then I put like, and then I put a trail of rose petals through to the lounge with this music playing. And when she walked through the lounge into the dining room, she found a Chinese takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> Were you there? He's <laughs> a Chinese man. <laughs> what, a, what a strange romantic gesture. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mr. Miyagi was there. What a Chinese takeaway. Okay. But the only thing is, though, my mum my had said to me before she left, she said, Oh, the men learning Chinese men in here. <laughs> <laughs> she said, uh, Should the milkman's tutor come collect his money? <laughs> That was the dread that the milkman was going to turn up and it just says, just come in. You can imagine the milkman walking through and finding, <laughs> finding a Chinese old Jordan playing in the background. <laughs> and a little Chinese fella. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh. So that's one of those weird, weird romantic things that I once did. I had a seduction CD. I always had, I think I read somewhere, or maybe I dreamt it, but you should always have a bottle of red wine, some candles, and sexy music, because after a night out at, you know, Eclipse Nightclub, when when you're 20 and you get a girl back to your house, then those are the things they're going to want. Like, I must have candles. And red wine. And red wine. Well, yeah, because it's like a classy, sexy drink, isn't it? Not after a a night out. You don't don't go club and have three Jager Moms or a Fiver and then go have a bottle of Rioja. Yeah, who does that? Girls wanted. No, girls absolutely wanted that. But I created. I created my seduction CD myself. I remember this first song because the seduction CD never really got past the first song. Not because it was so good, but just because it's so embarrassing. I would That's say. how long oh, it took. I thought, I, thought you took yeah, I thought you were just done within a minute. And a half. <laughs> Let's get it all done. The song was G Unit. Um, I wanna be a lover. If you want to YouTube that now, do you know the song? No, no I don't know that. So what you need to imagine before you put it on is you've got back to my house. I've lit some candles. I've poured a glass. It's me pouring a, a glass of red wine. I thought you were um, doing something else. That's <laughs> 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 red wine. Game point. <laughs> Don't drink that. <laughs> so the red wine is in the glass. The lights are low. The candles are lit. I've got that look in my eye. <laughs> And then this, and then this comes on. God. <laughs> I've got horrible visions of you in a silk dressing gown right now. <laughs> just, just revealing one shoulder. <laughs> wait for him to start rapping because I think he says something pretty nice. <laughs> I hope this is respectful to women. My name tattooed on your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised you got did he ever get through the song before they left? I think it I think it might I think it did work <laughs> one time. Song on yeah, it? that's I remember, I remember it vividly. Because I, I did, I went through all the songs, I was like, which is the most powerful? And I thought that one was. It's like it's got a sexy vibe to it. I mean, I thought when you said you curated it, you were gonna start with one that was like 
you know, ease them in. You're having the red wine. You're not looking to tattoo your name on their ass quite <laughs> no, yet. Right. You know, start off with something a little. It's at this point, it's 3 a.m. Like, oh, it's right. after the night. You need to get you some tattooing done. In there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to ease it in and then that, that would maybe come on halfway through and then it would perhaps get faster. You've created it like with the speed of your thrusts. <laughs> I can't remember what else was on it, but yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not effective though. It wasn't effective, no, but I don't blame the CD. I actually think the playlist was spot on. It was this I blame, pointing at my face. Mm. Do people make seduction CDs anymore? Because there's no need now with streaming services. I think you just go on Spotify, don't you? Yeah, way. just type in sexy music. Yeah, and yeah. Something comes up. Have you, has anyone used any sexy music recently? I do quite often say Alexa play romantic music. Oh, what was that thing you did on the, the Alexa? You did it, and then I made my Alexa do it to my girlfriend. But this is the best thing. You can do a... Yes. You can set a thing on a... I'll let you explain, because it's Thomas's thing. But So I'd done a thing. I had Alexa lights and the music and everything. So I used to go, turn on Hannah, and then it would dim all the lights, leave one spotlight on over the bed. It would say something that I'd pre-programmed in, like, hey, baby, you want to get it on? And then it would go, meow, meow, meow. I've been really trying... Every time. See, that's good. It never, that's really it's cool, it's never it? worked, but... If you've got a smart home, that's what you yeah. can do yeah. with If it. you've got one of those smart fires that will just like, yeah, come on at the same time. On, yeah. Smart lock, lock the doors. It's got a little bit, a little bit weird. Dis- disconnect the, the brawl bands so they can't get any reception. Now, what happens, because you boys are from the time where CDs used to come back from a night out, mm. put a CD on. What happens when this seduction doesn't happen and you're just sat listening to, like, George Michael? <laughs> Do you just literally sit there chatting with, like, really sexy music on? Well, the one I mentioned before, that Montel Jordan CD, if you think about it, I put the music on with rose petals leading to a Chinese takeaway. So we just sat there eating chicken and sweet corn soup while Montel Jordan talked about getting it on. <laughs> so it was... Yeah, so it was really awkward and then nothing happened after that, I don't think. As a guy, I think when you have like a date over what in your head, you're thinking, do I kiss her now? Even though you're having a conversation, you're like acting as if everything's normal, I'm just chatting away or what about, you know, I'm listening to what you're saying. In your head, you're like, I should have kissed her by now. Shit, I I still haven't kissed her. What's going on? No, kiss her. Oh no, you've missed your chance now. You have this like kind of battle Mm -hmm. going on in your head. In your head, it's going to be like a movie. She's going to walk in, hear the music. You're going to kiss her. Clothes are going to come off. Right there and then. In reality, you've got to chop Siri on the yeah. table and you've got to go and eat. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah. I think people worry too much actually about sex and stuff. And actually, when you look at it, you go, it's actually, if you have a bit of a laugh and a bit of fun about it, actually, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, trying to treat it like it's some sort of Hollywood sex scene just makes it laughable. I think that is inherently funny. Putting on Montel Jordan, like, I could not take that seriously. <laughs> I mean, it is completely cringeworthy. You're right. I think as you, when you're younger, I felt really the need to be in a relationship because it sort of validates you as a person. Mm. As you get older, I think you're less asked about it. When you first start having like relationships when you're young, it's more about the, oh my God, I love them. They're my boyfriend, girlfriend. Then I guess older, it changes It changes more into a friendship really, doesn't it? Yeah. You just end up with being like best friends, with, yeah. I guess. You're just with your best mate all the time. And you can like what you like. Because I think even with your mates, you probably wouldn't admit to liking certain things. Like... Me mm. and my wife really like Escape to the Chateau on oh, Channel 4. Love yeah. it. Dick, what's Dick his name? Strawbridge. Dick Strawbridge and, and is Angel my hero. just doing up a chateau. Like, yeah. we love that. You wouldn't admit that to the rest of your mates yeah. readily, would you? You but wouldn't you say, I that. love Dick. 
<laughs> Strawbridge <laughs> from Escape to the Chateau. Let's talk breakups. Do you remember your like, first big breakup where you were like devastated? I've never really been dumped in my life. What? I've never been dumped. So I've never had the. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen now, isn't it? I've never <laughs> had. I've never had the the total devastation of being dumped. Yeah. Oh, that will, it will hit harder when you've got a couple of kids. <laughs> and she and finally leaves you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you'll get the full on experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember my first one was my first long term girlfriend. I was probably I don't know. It was like GCSE sixth form sort of time, and we've been together for a while. She was the first person I'd slept with. So it was like, you know, that first time yeah. that you supposedly loved someone and all that. And I remember she broke up with me and, oh God, I was just absolutely devastated. I think it was the first time I've ever done that cry where it's just like, you know, <laughs> like a proper yeah, ugly yeah. cry. Ugly and cries. I went home and after it had happened, I got home and my mum, like my mum instantly knows when I'm upset. She knew, I just went straight to my room. She came up and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, and it all came up. I remember my mum hugging me so hard and then my dad coming in and just sort of standing there and being like be alright son you'll get through this and, you know just like like, like yeah. awkward dads do yeah. you know what I mean I think that was my mum and dad's first experience of me being really upset as well yeah. I just remember being absolutely devastated about it and then in, in reality you look back and go it was the best thing to happen to both of us because we had a long term relationship it, it had dried up it was just like a few life lessons learned along the way. Yeah. Did you yeah. did you do anything to show and win her back? I was waiting for his story. In yeah. A second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the reason I mention that is because I did when I my my ex girlfriend dumped me. But now I want to hear yours. But oh. I did something incredibly lame. This is a good teaser. It's coming up. I think I just did the normal stuff like wrote her a letter. My attempts were fruitless. But yeah, no, but you've got <laughs> so you've yeah, got a this, better one. Haven't you? This, is, sorry. this makes me cringe when I even think about it. So. Me and my ex-girl, we'd been going, going out for like, it's like almost eight years. Um, bizarrely, a week before she broke up with me, if you said you guys are about to break up, the relationship wasn't in a very good place. So I would have said, I'm not asked. But when it happened, I was actually asked. I think maybe because it was just, I, was, I wasn't expecting it. So the way I tried to win her back... She liked rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> the vibrating no, kind on the no, fluffy. No no. <laughs> no, no, like she liked cuddly toys that were rabbits. Yeah. She had some. So <laughs> what I did is I thought, in my heartbreak... What I thought, age are you? <laughs> 30. All right, okay, yeah. I was okay. 30. Yeah. yeah, I was 30. So in my heartbreak, I thought, what I will do is, because I had been a pretty bad boyfriend, not like cheating or anything, but I just... I, I was like, I was spending far more time with my mates than I was with her. So I went and bought a, a cuddly toy bunny, because like I said, she liked them. She had a few of them. And then I thought, I'm going to write a letter, <laughs> but not from me, from the bunny. Oh my God. So what I did is I wrote a two-page letter using my left hand. <laughs> That's hard. It's so hard. It took days. I don't think she realised, actually, because what I had to do is I drafted the letter on my iPhone first because I started doing it. I was like, I keep messing this up. So I knew what I was going to write, which wasn't that much, telling her kind of how I felt. And I think... And I wrote it, not from my perspective, but from the bunny's point of view. So it would be like, to so-and-so, hi, I'm so-and-so bunny. What did you call the bunny? I forget. 
Flopsy or something. Flopsy. Hi, I'm Flopsy the Bunny. Just wanted to let you know that Roger's really heartbroken <laughs> and he's really sorry that he's been such a shit boyfriend for the last few months. And and then I just wrote all this all this stuff. And of course it was like weird writing because I'd written it with my left hand. And then I post it. Not and here's the weird bit. I didn't send it to her home address. I sent it to her work address. Oh, no. So she opened it oh, at so work. So she would have opened it at work. Like, in hindsight, now you can just imagine everyone in her workplace laughing at me. Normally it's like, flowers oh my God. or yeah, chocolates. You, who is this loser? I'm so glad you've dumped him. Who, who never actually said sorry for being a bad boyfriend. Just did it from... He never actually said sorry because it was the bunny who said sorry. So actually, you never really apologised. <laughs> oh, God. That is so lame, isn't it? That's one of the. Most, that's probably the most cringy thing I've ever done. Oh, oh my god! You so think funny. you know someone and <laughs> something like that? Oh, I know. Before my ex broke up with me, when I look back at things that she did, like I find them quite funny now because she obviously knew for like maybe like a month or six weeks that she she was going to break up with me. I was plucking up the courage. Which, well, yeah, it's fine, whatever. But like at the time, things were happening that I didn't really clock onto. But now when I look back, a couple of weekends before she broke up with me, she took all everything she owned. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean, that is that is a clue. <laughs> yeah, where are you going with that sofa? Nowhere. Yeah, no, it, wasn't, it was just like DVDs and stuff that I'd had for like five years, but suddenly she wanted to take home and I, I should have thought at the time that's a bit odd but I'm such a bloke I was like she'll never leave me I'm perfect and then she also she sent me an invoice for all the train journeys because sorry what she invoiced yeah, she you said because like because she lived in London I lived in Newcastle and I think I never went to see her but she always came to see me she'd got annoyed that she had spent all this money on the train and in her head thought hang on I'm going to try and get some of that money back. So he sent me an invoice a few weeks before we broke up, just saying, this is how much I spent on trains over the past year. I think you owe me half. I was like, yeah, fine, there's half. Like, it wasn't you massive, paid her? Yeah, it wasn't a massive amount. I was like, that's a fair... Do you know, it's a fair... You know, it's, a fair it, yeah. it's a fair ask. Yeah, it's, cheap, it's cheaper than you there's going to London. Pounds. <laughs> she, <laughs> really, she really cleaned shop, didn't she? <laughs> didn't she really, really strategic. What else did she do to you? That was about it, really. But I sometimes think girls are better at doing... Breakups and blokes. Mm. Yeah. They can be more strategic, but we all know your lovely girlfriend and she's very, very clever boy. So you're on extremely <laughs> thin oh, ice. Yeah. yeah, Claire's like a nuclear scientist. Good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit's not going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my exes, I wanted to break up with her, but I also, I am very bad at, Confrontation. Confrontation, let's say. Because maybe, maybe I think she would have been heartbroken, but I'm not totally sure. So I put it off for ages. And in the end, I just sort of, I didn't ignore her, but I just let time pass more and more bet- between us speaking until in the end she broke up with, this is a different girl, she broke up with me. You Even, ghosted her, basically. Before, basically, ghosting, before her was ghosting was a thing. Before ghosting was a thing, yeah, yeah, I sort of ghosted her. That felt like a pretty shitty thing to do. Yeah, you could have just fired her a text. Just give her the heads no, up. No, but I would go and see her, and I'd be like, I'm going to break up with you. And every time I'd go and see her... I would be like, oh, I don't quite know. I don't I, know how to do I it. I didn't do that, but I did do something kind of a bit like that in a sort of semi-long distance relationship where, like, I had to go and see her like every other Tuesday night after work, and it was quite quite a long train journey. And so I kind of figured out I didn't really want to be with her anymore. So I just started making more and more of a fuss about the fact that I had to do it until it caused a row that I was making such a fuss, and then. She was like, mm, I don't really get the impression that you want to salvage this. And I was like, oh, actually, well spotted. I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
Yeah, and that meant that I didn't have to have the conversation of yeah. I want to dump you. I think I engineered a situation where she would realise that I wanted to dump her without me having to say it. Yeah, clever. We're yeah. so awful, aren't we? As yeah. yeah, we're spineless, God. aren't we? See, I've never done that. All mine and Rogers came to natural conclusions or my partners have moved abroad and never wanted to see me again. Yeah, I think if things fizzle out, it's a bit easier. Yeah. I think with that one, things were actually going okay. So it was like... Yeah. So I, I was dumped by the first girlfriend. And then following that, I think I've broken up with everyone since then. And most of them have been okay. Some have been a bit messy here and there where they didn't see them coming and it's been a bit... Oh, God. Like TV I've, shows always make out that it's like a clean break. Like you have a conversation and then it's done. And actually the reality is like nine times out of ten, it, it's like months of protracted fizzling and trying to second guess what's going to happen. Yeah. And just both parties just kind of wishing silently for it all to be over. And then quite often there isn't really a conversation. It's just you both just acknowledge that you've both given up. Yeah, I remember I've had a couple of relationships where I've lived with the person We've been living in the same house for a while until like one of us could get a new house or the tenancy contract ended. So one would be in one room and one would be in the spare room in different beds, just like living different lives and stuff. Did you ever bring anybody back? No, no, I never do that. I'd never do. I would. I always said I would never ever do that. No, making it sound like I ever had the fucking chance. <laughs> yeah. Gonna have to be your house, not mine. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm having to. Not, I'm knocking them back left, right, and centre. No, I never got the opportunity. But I don't think I ever would have done that. So here's a question for the boys: because sometimes the advice is that if you're going to break up with someone, you should do it in a public place because it kind of contains the awkwardness. Things can't get like too out of hand. Has anybody ever broken up in public? Yeah, both times. And also you're supposed to turn up looking ugly, aren't you? That's easy for you, isn't it? I've just have to break up with someone tonight, (laughs) in case you were wondering. (laughs) Yeah, it happened in a a restaurant once, and you're right, that was when we both kind of came to the agreement. So that was kind of... And then the other one was in a a hotel on neutral ground. So obviously that was... You know, I couldn't cry too loud. <laughs> it's a travel lodge. Come on. A lot of people were claiming money back that night for uh, bad, bad night's sleep in the Premier Inn. Oh, oh Lenny was furious. <laughs> when you've done it in a, in a restaurant, I've always wondered about this. Did you get there and break up and then have to go through like a three course set menu or did you do it all <laughs> did like, you do it like after you'd paid the bill yeah or well, did, I, did you cry into your soup how does it work so that was that was actually one when I broke up and like I, I initiated the breakup and I wasn't planning to do it at the meal but you know like sometimes when I think she said like what is going on are you into this and I thought right this is my chance she's sort of taking the lead so that's why and yeah no it was alright actually that one kind of it was kind of amicable it was kind of like we broke up I think she was a bit upset, but in that moment she was like, "Yeah, it's fine. We ate our food." New no, it was all right. Yeah, it was okay. It was like the atmosphere was. It was like. It Did was, you pay? I probably paid. Yeah, you've right. got to pay for that, surely. Yeah, yes. Yeah, if you've broken up, you probably do. At least you can do is buy somebody some spaghetti or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know the hotel one you were talking about. Yeah. Did you hire a hotel room specifically to do that? <laughs> or did you put it just in the no, foyer? No, 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 she broke up with... That was the girl that broke up with me. That was an ex that broke up with me. So right. Went and met in the did foyer of a travel I'll tell you what it was that like, actually. <laughs> so in the, this is what happens, right? Thinking about it, it's very strange. You know how hotels... It was a posh hotel. It was a Malmaison. So you know how hotels have like a bed, but like also sometimes we'll have like a, a weird little... Yeah, 
yeah. yeah. A little chair in the thing as well. Yeah. So uh, she got out of bed and had a shower and stuff. I was like, lying. I, I like at a hotel. I will stay to the very last minute. Yeah. In, in bed and then get up and leave. Often they'll be phoning me saying, "Are you checking out or what?" Yeah. I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm just yeah. coming down." So I was in the I was in the bed. I noticed she'd got out of bed and had a shower and stuff. But I was like, "Why is she up so early? Like, what's she doing up out of bed?" And then so I fell back asleep and. She must have been up for like two hours. And then when I finally like woke up, I thought, well, what is going on? She's still not here. I looked and she was sat in the chair. <laughs> oh, no. Just looking at me like the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you all right? And she was like, we need to talk. <laughs> and that, that's what happened then. I imagine it being in a dark, shadowy corner. Yeah, yeah, in a dark... Yeah, yeah exactly, right. That is weird. And then she broke up with me, reception called and said, are you checking out or what? I was like, fuck off, not now. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. I'm trying to think about any weird situations. Most of them have just been done in houses, I think. Mm-hmm. Just got to a point where there's been a raging argument and then it's been like, this is over. Fine. In a way, I sort of feel like that's the best way to break it's up. It's quite cathartic, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a good like, way of doing it. It's definitive. It's, it mm. is definitive. Yeah. There's a nice end to that. Like, that's why that happened. Have you ever came across an ex? <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever... No, I, I haven't. Like, I, uh, yes, I have. I have. Yeah, I have, yeah. But out, out of my, like, three long-term relationships, after you broke up, I've never seen or heard from them since. French One of groups. mine is within our, like, group of school friends... And that ended probably not in the best way. I then didn't see her for like a good three or four years. And remember abs- just absolutely bricking it and it being mm. like... She would have been the same. Nerve wracking. Yeah, maybe. But then it was fine. It was actually quite nice. You go, all right, how you doing? And I think once a sufficient amount of time has passed, it's actually fine and yeah. you can be like, oh, yeah, we adults that. about it. Yeah, I've seen a few of my exes around. I saw my most recent ex when... I walked to the station in Newcastle and she was just there in the tiny Sainsbury's at Newcastle Station. And if you've ever been in that Sainsbury's, oh, yeah. it's like the it's smallest small. shop in the world. Caught off guard as well, I yeah, imagine. totally caught off guard. It's not like, oh, that. we're going to the same event, I'm going to run into her. It's like, shit, she's in Sainsbury's. It was just, you yeah, and, you, and we were like face to face. It was yeah. like, uh, yeah, it was a bit awkward. Did you actually stop and chat or did you just like go about your business? Just, I just kind of went, oh, hey, you okay? Yeah. And then that was it, really. So yeah, that's mm. that's. But that was one of those awkward ones. And then got a few other exes who I've remained friends with, actually, who I've seen since. Like, I, know, I would say I've never remained friends with an ex. I I genuinely can't get my head around that concept. Yeah. Yeah, Do you but, mean on friendly terms rather than remained friends? Because I think they're kind of different, aren't they? No, I think like my first ever long term girlfriend. We were in sort of similar friendship groups, and then we did actually just stay friends. And I've been for drinks with her since okay. and with with other mates and stuff and we, mm. we laugh about the fact that we were once together it's like it's one of those awkward things now it's like an episode it's, of made in chelsea yeah, it's right yeah. those are sort of comic you know you see that on made in chelsea and like this is madness yeah, yeah. You, you know why You're are you still mates why are you still yeah he cheated on you yeah. with your sister yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well can you just gone out for a coffee <laughs> just, i didn't cheat with her sister thank <laughs> you the two that I remain friends with, you know, who I have seen, I've been, I actually stayed with one. I went down to Manchester and stayed with her and her current boyfriend uh-huh. and some of her friends. We went to a gig in Manchester. Well, that was weird for him. No. It- oh, Matt's staying. We used to shag, but he's, uh, oh, he's going to take me uh, Yeah, actually, thinking about it, if I was him, I'd be like, that's weird. But yeah. at the time, I didn't, we but didn't she think wouldn't have, was- she wouldn't have said that. She would like my friend Matthew staying. Oh yeah, that's true. He well, wouldn't have we known. We went on a night out with an ex-girlfriend of mine and my 
then girlfriend, now wife. And that was actually all quite amicable. But then afterwards, my wife said, yeah, never make me do that again. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you stored it up for the entire yeah. night and was like, okay. Have <laughs> you ever stayed friends with anyone, Rog? Because I know I've, after every relationship breakup, we've been like, yeah, we'll still stay friends. And then like a week after, I've genuinely never spoken to any of my exes. Yeah, I've stayed on friendly terms with a few of them, but I, not to the point where I would like check, you know, I would phone them or text them and be like, how are you doing? But like, yes, on friendly terms. And again, it's like that group of friends thing. So every now and again at a wedding, I'll bump into one mm. and it will be, and obviously now it's like years down the line. So it's absolutely fine. How quickly do you unfollow an ex on Instagram? But I didn't. It feels a bit petty to meet that. Oh, I've done it within a week. Did every, you? Every time. Yeah, I did unfollow, but I think it was, I waited <coughs> till other people unfollowed me. Well, I, here's a question. Like when you break up, I remember me and Matt discussed this once before. We're very different. But when you broke up with your ex, you went through and deleted all photos of her yeah. from social media. Mm, yeah, Whereas I can, that. like, I didn't do that. I just left it. I was like, I've been out with that girl. Like, it's fine. And also I look pretty good in some of those photos. <laughs> so I don't want to take them down. Part of your history, you said, yeah. Yeah, it's Worse. part of my history, yeah. I was I was going on... You can rewrite history, though. That's what I'll do as well, Mark. Delete them all. Yeah. Well, I started like de- I started going on a few dates and stuff, and I thought, if people click on like my Instagram or my Facebook and want to yeah. see a bit more about me, like, my ex used to post so many pictures on everything. I was, like, I was everywhere. I'd barely post any on Facebook. And if you went on there, it was a chronological history of what I'd done each day. No. So I untagged myself and deleted yeah. so many because I just thought it was a bit weird. I got to a point and then stopped and thought, you know what? If you get this far back on my pictures, then you're a bit weird anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went through and either deleted or made them all so only I can see them. So it's not public facing. So okay. no, no friend or anybody can see them. What was the need for that? Was that to spite the person? Or did it make you feel a bit better? Or I think you- it made me feel a bit better. I was like, well, we're not together anymore. I probably don't want reminded of them all the time. Every time I go on Instagram. Do you think it was like a cleansing, like the equivalent of burning all the love letters in a box? Yeah, prob- it- probably, yeah. I think it is quite cleansing because you're like, right, we've broke up. You're not in my life anymore. Because if you go on Instagram and you go on your own Instagram and you see photos all the time, it's like, oh. So you just go, right, I'm just going to get rid, clean slate, crack on, new start. I hope you didn't burn the rabbit letters in a box. <laughs> <laughs> that rabbit definitely got burnt. <laughs> I hope okay, that rabbit's out there. I did. Do you yeah. know what? I remember. I did. Yeah, it's just a weird thing. It's. I can kind of see why people do it. Don't really know whether it'd make me feel any better deleting photos of the ex. Have you got any on there now? Yeah, and I thought, do you know what? If they see, I don't know whether they get a notification. But I'm like this, Bodge deleted you. Deleted a photo of you. Like I feel like I feel a bit petty almost. I've also deleted all the photos of my exes from my actual phone as well. Oh wow! Is that petty? I don't need any photos of her on my phone. What's, what am I going to... Why, when, why am like, I ever going to want to look at there's memories of things you did, so you would have thought at some point in your life you might be like, you know, that was a nice time we went to the beach. I thought, you know, when you look back in the future... I can go to the beach again. <laughs> I can go to the beach quite often. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss Seaburn Beach. Would your advice be then, Thomas, if, if someone's in a relationship and perhaps it's not the one or whatever, you know, and they don't feel it is, maybe get more pictures on your own? So that you yeah, can, get you can them, the yeah. ones with them and still look like you've had an, an interesting and life. You're right. Yeah. yeah, do that. That's a good idea. Get some photos together and then go, oh, can you just quickly take a photo of me on the beach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you've always got the backup photo. Yeah, exactly. So you can still look like you've had you've done stuff. Excellent shout. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Take that away tonight. That's our relationship advice. Always get a photo on your own because <laughs> yeah. it'll go tits up at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, let's look at questions that have come in. You'll be pleased to know we have had a few. If you'd like to send us a question, just look us up on social media. So it's do you wet shave your balls and fire them through Facebook, Insta, TikTok, whatever you fancy. Well, we've got TikTok now. We have got TikTok, have yeah. We? Have we? We've had one for a while. It's good to know you've been keeping up with the brand. Have you posted much on there? All the little promotion videos, yeah. Oh, have you? Have we? How many ticks have we got? Talk. <laughs> is that what happens? I don't know. We get a few. We get. Is that why it's called TikTok? I don't know. You put a tock on and you get a tick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Instead of like a like. Here we go. We, and we don't we don't get as many views as like the dancing people get. Oh, that one's got 300 views. It's 300, 450. Do you know the one that's had the most views? The one that has Pornhub in the title. <laughs> there you go. And that just shows that sex sells. Give the okay. people what they want. Absolutely. That's five followers now. Excellent. Well, yeah, we're really taking TikTok by storm. <laughs> so uh, you can send us a message on anything. And Ian has done just that and says, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? I love how people send us uh, <laughs> questions about men's health and then just random shit. Uh, I would be a honey badger because <laughs> they are vicious. Other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're the most vicious animal. Why do you want to be a vicious animal? We are not vicious. Inside, that's what I want to be. <laughs> I want to be... Inside, you're a honey badger. Outside, you're like a koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> I also would like to be a peacock, I think. I like the... No! Know, when they do the big feathers. Oh, that's shit. peacocks. <laughs> Why? They're so cocky. Yeah. They just walk peacock around, they're like, yeah. oh, look at me. And, they, and they've got no, they serve no purpose. I'm sure that peacocks try and shag their own reflections. Um, <laughs> Perfect. As well. I'm sure if they see their reflection in like the side of a car, they'll try to get it on. Is that right? With with the reflection thinking that, that it's another peacock. Tell me this about peacocks. Is you know when they go bang, all the feathers out, and mm. that's to go to the girl, hey, I'm really sexy, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. When they put all their feathers out, it's just lots of eyes. I thought it? it was to scare away people. No, it's, it's to like... Go- Boom, eyes looking at you. And no, then, I think it's... And then predators it? fuck off. Like a fox will be running over and then he sees 5,000 eyes. <laughs> and he, what, he thinks that's 5,000 or 2,500 peacocks. Yeah. Because you get a pair of eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Foxes are cleverer than that. Yeah. <laughs> What's that dickhead doing? I'll kill him anyway. Have you ever seen a fox eat a peacock? No, I haven't actually. There we go then. Yeah, it's true. Right, well, anyway, I'd be a peacock. I'll go in with sloth is what I'd like mm. to be. Yeah. I quite like the chill life, just... Really slowly doing stuff. They've got long fingernails, though. Oh, yeah, and I bite mine. So mm. I could never be a sloth. Because <laughs> I, I keep losing my grip, and they're like, oh, there's that idiot sloth who bites yeah. fingernails. Although it would, take me, off the trees it would take me like two hours to reach my mouth and bite the fingernails. Oh, yeah. So it's I true. might still really slow. Is it right that sloths are stoned? I think it's their Fruit. diet it makes them yeah, quite, um, quite like slow, doesn't it? Yeah. Do they not eat really? eucalyptus? No, that's, that's koalas. koala bears. Oh, that's bamboo. No, that's pandas. Right. <laughs> oh, well, okay. If you want to know what an animal eats, just ask Sam Thompson. Hell. Fucking hell, mate. Get your South East Pacific nature right. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think I'd go sloth. I think I'd like to be a dolphin. Quite oh. graceful, aren't they? They're also intelligent. Yeah, perfect for they're me. They're always smiling as well, yeah. which I like. Happy chappies. Yeah. Have loads of friends, and they're the only other animal that mate for fun. Is that true, though? Because I have seen a monkey wanking. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they cut, so monkeys must do it for fun as well. 
No, I think because otherwise they wouldn't <laughs> masturbate. Well, how do you know he's masturbating? Might have had an itch. Thomas, if you've been caught masturbating, you tell your girlfriend you just had an itch. She ain't gonna believe you, all right? Uh. I swear, I remember watching a documentary where monkeys would fuck <clears throat> each other to calm each other down, which is like defies logic, doesn't it? It does. I mean, can you imagine being in a really heated meeting at work in just one second <laughs> just to get Karen your boss. from accounts? Karen, yeah. she's really pissed off. I know what will sort her up. Two minutes in the store cupboard. Got a load of questions sent in from Matt, who said, amongst them, best Sunday roast. As in what goes on it? Probably, I guess, the meat is the, the changing variety, is it? Or well, well, no, would... there's, there's all sorts of trimmings that you can like alternate oh, with as well. It's a plethora of mindfucks a Sunday roast, oh, right, okay. I think. I think the best meat is at least three if we're going down what should be on the plate. I do like the moment when you're at Toby Carvery and you go up yeah. to the guy with a knife he says, which one do you want? And you sort of go, one of each. And have a little bit of a little <laughs> And he's like, looks at you like, no. And then you have to give him the eye and go, go on, please, give me just a little bit. <laughs> i tell you what I do. It's like I- a dodgy deal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I won't tell anyone. He has a fiver. <laughs> yeah, I did pay extra at the till for this, so really you should just give me the three meats. i tell you what I do every time you go for Sunday dinner, and nobody ever likes it when I ask. I normally order lamb or beef, but ask for crackling on the side. And they're always like, you're not allowed crackling without pork. I'm like, why not? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Actually. A bit of crackling's wonderful. Well, no, but that, that's the benefits of getting the pork. That's what carries pork for yeah. me. That's yeah, pork's thing, but I'm having it with lamb. Thing, yeah. 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 It's like, that's like taking someone else's thing. Yeah, well, the best thing about it, I'm taking with me lamb. Right, so you're a lamb man. Yeah. I'd go beef myself. A nice rare, rare bit of beef mm. is mine, probably. I, I think it's a good thing that my wife agrees on this philosophy. It's less about the meat for me. <laughs> he got it yeah, I got it yeah <laughs> alright yeah, yeah. And, more about the two veg yeah it is genuinely though because you know cauliflower cheese you can jazz yeah. up sprouts with a nice sprout gratin mm, right. if you get your parsnips you know a bit of maple syrup or honey on them see you know. that, you've got too much going on there I like just a I'm good not saying all of it I'm just oh, saying yeah. you know what, it's like whatever you feel like when I think of a roast though I think chicken that's the first thing, that the image that comes That's to mind. The, I think chicken. chicken's a simple one. If I'm doing a quick roast in the weekend, frozen veg, a spatchcock chicken, straight in the oven. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> a spatchcock chicken? A spatchcock chicken. I've never had a spatchcock chicken. I don't know. what. what it's like it? a chicken. That's like, imagine an all chicken. It's kind of just like flattened. And you put it in the oven. It's it's from Aldi. It's three pounds seventy nine. It's like a shove in the oven when it's in the package and in the bag. So like if you get a cook in the bag chicken, it takes like two hours. Get a spatchcock. Basically, they just flatten it a little bit and take something off, and it takes like fifty minutes. Way faster. Oh, is that right? I've yeah. About that. Next time you go, you have a look for a spatchcock chicken. Why do they call it spatchcock? I've got no idea. We have a spatchcock. I would say weekly. <laughs> Sometimes not on a Sunday. Fancy a spatchcock tonight, darling? Yeah, Hannah rang me the other day. She's like, I'm going to sp- oh, the spatchcock in. I was like, wonderful. I'll be back at half seven. <laughs> I'll do the veg when I get home. <laughs> yes, Dana, have we answered that question? Yeah, spatchcock chicken. <laughs> okay, next up, I've got a question from David from Nottingham who says, Have you ever taken Viagra? So I'm embarrassed to say that I've. I've never taken Viagra, but more to the point, like I understand that it helps you get a boner, but is it automatic? Do you have to think to try and get the boner? Like what, like what actually goes on? 
my understanding is, I've never taken it, but my understanding is, because I know somebody who took it once, it doesn't give you a hard-on, but once you get it, you ain't getting rid of it. So I've taken it. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ordered some. I think uh, I was a bit worried about how long I would last with a, a girl if I ever got her into bed. I remember I took it halfway through the night out because I thought this is going well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that no. is cocky. That's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's brave. Mate, it, it certainly was <laughs> cocky in around about half an hour because, it, yeah, it gave, gave this raging hard on. Did it give you it or did it? Well, you, you don't think it gives you it, but it does. Yeah, it encourages the blood flow to your knob, I think. How does it know where the knob is? I don't know. It just does it. <laughs> they, they, they invented it by accident, didn't they? They were inventing a drug to increase blood flow around your heart and accidentally made it so it'd be around your cock. So it was really, quite literally, a happy accident. <laughs> yeah. do you th- how do you think they noticed these people keep going for their checkups and walking in with these big boners? Yeah. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> That's what I've noticed a lot of uh, erections yeah. in all these people that keep coming in. <laughs> so basically, half an hour later, got a boner and... Because I'm, I guess I'm a young man and I could have one anyway. That lasted, I'm pretty sure it was about a day and a half. I a had day that. and a half? Shut yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. No way. And it's like, and it, and it was, oh so just, when, just when it was starting to go away, you were, you would have like a mildly sexy thought. Like, I don't know, you'd just, you'd see a girl and you'd be like, oh, she's quite, oh no. <laughs> see, I found myself walking down the street and stuff just with my head down, not looking anywhere. It was not I, painful. Yeah, after a while. I mean, it's it like throbbing. When you're sitting down, I think I was at work and you're sitting down at the desk and it's like, it's like there and you're just trying to like, you're trying to do stuff and it's just, it's there. You're like, you're like oh God. So honestly, I was like, and then you stand up and you've obviously got to try and conceal it at all times as well. It was awful. I don't think you should take it if you don't need it. I think. Did you, did, did it come in useful though? When you've slept with someone and you've done the business, the usual thing is there's hard on subsides and everyone knows that that everything's gone to plan. Obviously, mine didn't and just stayed there for a whole night. So does it make you last longer? No, it doesn't make you last longer. You could, you still... You, you know, could technically... You're right, you could keep going because... But yeah, you just sort of... You finish up and you're like... You, you're ready to go straight away, but then you're just doing it with like a... A numb... A numb baton in your <laughs> oh pants. God. <laughs> there's, no real, there's no real reason for it. <laughs> no enjoyment for you. <laughs> no. In fact, it's painful, I would In say. fact, yeah. It's just, there's just no point for it after that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so and then and then it's like well when do I stop because I don't need to be doing this yeah it's just like doing it, as I say with like the end of a broom handle or something <laughs> <laughs> at what age do you think we'll all start taking it because we probably will do it at some point won't we oh yeah but as soon as I can't get a hard on I'll just get it yeah but what age when does that happen I'm tempted to take some now it sounds funny don't take it it's not right now <laughs> <laughs> okay. not right now it's almost over Tom I don't know what age it starts 60s isn't it well on the adverts that have been on telly recently the blokes in it it's a bit like the women's pads like my other half always says that woman's got no problems oh really and the bloke's always like quite young like I would say probably only five years older than Bodge Yeah. yeah What happens when a woman takes Viagra? Does it do anything to them? I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> no was my idea. question. No idea. It does if they get stuck in their throat, they get a stiff neck. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Do You Wet Shave Your Balls. If you enjoyed it, 
why not give us a cheeky subscribe wherever you're listening? And make sure to come find us on Insta, Facebook and Twitter. We'll see you again soon. Cheers. Do You Wet Shave Your Balls is a production with Sharp Media Group. You can find out all about them at sharpmediagroup.co. 